In the holy name of Jesus, amen. What is the kingdom of God like? That is a question Jesus asks and answers in the gospel lesson for today. How do you picture the kingdom of God? Jesus says it's like a seed. It's like a seed that grows even when the farmer doesn't understand how. It's like a mustard seed that starts out as a tiny speck and grows into a large plant. The kingdom of God is like a seed, a seed that grows. Now, seeds aren't usually anything to get excited about. Seeds are small, seeds are dull, seeds are unimpressive. Few seeds get chosen as team mascot. From all, appro- from all appearances, Seeds are dead, seeds are lifeless, they aren't beautiful, they aren't exciting. And yet from these small, dead, dull things, amazing plants grow. Beautiful flowers, towering trees, fruits and vegetables of every kind, plants that provide us with medicine, food, and shelter. But you can't tell by looking at a seed all the treasures they hold inside. The seed is made so that it might grow. This is true of the kingdom of God as well. This is what Jesus tells us today. The kingdom of God grows. It grows even when we can't see it or understand it. The kingdom of God grows beyond our expectations. Last week, we were drawn into Jesus' family by way of his words. The crowd sitting around Jesus listening to him is his family. This week, Jesus gathers us again as his family to hear his words. His words come to us as parables about the kingdom of God, about the family. Jesus wants us to know what we're in for, what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like a seed that grows. The kingdom of God is where God is king, wherever God is ruling his people, wherever God is active in his word and sacrament. That's where his kingdom is. In the place of kingdom of God, you can just as easily say church. This is what the church is like. But God is no ordinary king, and his kingdom is no ordinary kingdom. Most kings rule by power, force, and coercion. God acts this way at times as he keeps the earth and the atoms spinning and keeps the whole universe in order. This is God's kingdom of power, ruled by God's law, a kingdom of musts and have-tos. But here Jesus is speaking of God's kingdom of grace, the church, the place where Jesus rules by his gospel. In this kingdom, you're free to leave, if you wish. But why would you? For in this kingdom, the king provides for your every need. In this kingdom, the king serves you. In today's parables, Jesus tells us that this is a growing kingdom. The first parable, we learned that it grows even though we don't understand how. 
a farmer may not understand how a tiny kernel of corn can grow into a plant taller than he is, but it does. We don't understand how God chooses to grow his kingdom at times, why he has chosen to use things like words, water, bread, and wine to grow his kingdom, but he does, and the kingdom grows. In the second parable, we learn that the kingdom of God grows beyond our expectations. We don't expect one of the largest plants of the garden to come from one of the smallest seeds. But that's the way that God does things. He takes the low tree and makes it grow tall. He chooses the fisherman and the tax collector for his disciples and passes by the politicians and the scholars. He takes the small and makes them grow. Now, plenty of kingdoms grow. That's not what makes the kingdom of God unique. Normally, kingdoms grow as kings conquer their neighbors. That is the way of Alexander the Great, the way of Napoleon, and the way of Hitler, a kingdom growing by force. But that's not the way the kingdom of God grows. The kingdom of God is not spread by the sword or the coercive power of the law, nor does it grow by foolproof, surefire methods and techniques. Follow these five steps and your church will grow. It has to, it must. No, that is the way of the law, the way of force, the way of coercion, and that is not the way the kingdom of God grows. The kingdom of God grows as the Lord gives it growth. The kingdom of God is like a seed planted in the ground. It can't be forced into growing. It doesn't have to make up its mind whether it's going to grow or not. The Lord has created it to grow. He provides the soil, the rain, and the sun, and the seed grows. The way that the church grows is not something we can always see happening, and it's not something that we can control. But the Lord is at work creating faith where and when he chooses. The church is not a finished product. The seed continues to grow until it is time for the harvest. We are now in the time of Pentecost, a green season, a season of growth, where we give thanks to the Lord for the growth that he continues to give his church even today. We see the church beginning to grow in the book of Acts. We see the Lord teaching his people through his apostles. We see the Lord bringing people to repentance and baptism. We see him feeding his people with his body and blood and drawing them into a life of prayer and service. We see the kingdom spread from Jerusalem to Samaria, up to Asia Minor, over to Greece and across to Rome, the kingdom grows. And it doesn't stop there. The kingdom grows into Europe and Africa and Asia, across the oceans to America, and even here to Wheaton, Illinois. The kingdom doesn't stop growing in this building. It grows out from here into your homes, into your schools, your classrooms, your places of business and your neighborhoods, as the Lord continues to make disciples and make them stronger. 
The kingdom grows not only when new disciples are added, as Cal was added this morning in holy baptism, but also as God strengthens and grows the people who have already been made disciples, as the Lord makes you grow strong in his word, as the Lord draws you into the word, into the, into the divine service, and into a life of prayer, witness, giving, and service. Now, growth is not one of the marks of the church. We can't identify a group as the church just because it grows. Plenty of things grow that are not good. Weeds for one, cancer for another. Growth is not automatically good. But it is not automatically bad either. In the opposite ditch are those who say that a church that grows must have compromised. And there are congregations that try the newest, latest techniques to try to add people to the pews and money to the offering plates. But that is not the way the church grows. The church grows through the Lord's work. But that is no excuse for staying the way we are. The Lord is always drawing us closer to him, further in, making us more like him. The Lord never leaves you the way you are, but is always giving you growth. As a Christian, your life looks a lot like Christ's. He lived as an ordinary, unimpressive man. He wasn't that popular. He wasn't that attractive. And in the end, he was put to death like a common criminal. And yet Jesus compared himself to a seed. He said that unless a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it remains alone. But if it die, it produces much fruit. And so did Jesus. When he died on the cross, crowned as king, he ushered in his kingdom, and the kingdom began to grow. He has made that, cry, that cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. The growth of the kingdom then begins with death. Your life in the kingdom begins as the Lord puts you to death, dying to yourself, your quest for pleasure, and all of your pet sins. And from there, he grants you growth. He plants you beside streams of baptismal water. He feeds you with his body and blood, and he prunes away the dead and dying branches through confession and absolution. He gives you growth, making you tall and strong and beautiful through his care. Even when you grow old, the Lord keeps you growing. They still bear, they still bear fruit in old age, declares the psalmist. As this happens, the world will witness the Lord at work in you. As the trees in Ezekiel saw how the Lord had given growth to that cedar branch, so those around you will see how the Lord cares for you, and they will know that he is God. The Lord gives you growth so that you might bear fruit, so that you might be a blessing to those around you. The Lord's garden is full of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of these grown by him in you 
for the good of your neighbor. The Lord will cause you to grow tall so that those around you might find rest, that they might enjoy the shade and might rest from trying to do it all themselves, from trying to live on their own. Now all of this might sound ordinary, dull, and unexciting, but that is the way the kingdom of God starts, like a tiny seed. But then it grows, apart from our understanding and beyond our expectations, until the day when we are clothed with our heavenly dwelling, and when we are at home in the Lord, planted and growing in his temple. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.